104.7 The Cave. KKLH, Marshfield, Springfield. A proud member of the Kansas City Chiefs radio network. Touchdown, Kansas City! Now, it's time for Ned Talk. Before you say we're not a weather show, but I guess we've got to start out by saying we are a weather show right now. There is a severe thunderstorm warning that runs till 1237 for Christian Stone and Taney and one for 1258 for Webster County. So it's all around us right now. Bad weather. Keep an eye out there and uh, keep it tuned in. And we'll let you know any information that we pass along. I'm Joe Weston, your cave weatherman and sports figurehead. Joined by our own sports expert, Mr. Ned Reynolds. Ned, how are you? I'm weatherhead, I guess. Weatherhead, you know, weatherhead. <laughs> how was your Mother's Day? Yeah, uneventful. It was very nice, very pleasant, but uh, nothing nothing extraordinary. But, it, often, but, but the day was off. I would often like to say, you know, uh, it's we're not mothers, but I've heard you, you often referred to as a mother. Uh, so. <laughs> there, are, there are additions to the phrase. <laughs> and how about you, Mr. Roberts? How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Fantastic. Well, you know, uh, our other two Jays, Jake and John, apparently think that the show is just, you know, one of those things they could show up, do whenever they want. Exactly. Come come and go as you please. So pretty quiet week in the world of sports, wouldn't you say? You know, I just got to thinking, I'm the outlier on this show. Here you have Joe, Jake, Josh, and John, and Ned thrown in there. Get out of here. And what's the show called, though? called Ned well, Talk. Well, yeah. it ought to be called the Four J's. <laughs> Ned and the Four J's. Jake and I are going to have our own show one day. It's going to be called Jake and the Fat Man. Oh. Oh, that's just me and I. Uh, so let's talk about it. Let's talk about, uh, it was a big week in the NFL, and I heard you and Mike talk about it while I was uh, listening to you guys. And let me t- say that. I listen to you guys do the sports every Weekday morning, right here in the cave. You do it at seven twenty and eight twenty. I make a point of being sure that I'm somewhere where I can listen to it. And you talked about the NFL schedule and the release and how they were doing it. Tell us a little bit about that. This was, I think, in my opinion, bogus. Of course, the schedule. Everybody got it on Thursday the third of the fourth. 12th, I'm sorry, the 12th. Yeah. Thursday, the 12th of May. Everybody, all teams got their schedule then. But the NFL used an interesting little ploy in allowing some teams to incrementally release a portion of their schedule, one on Monday, one on Tuesday, one on Wednesday, and it was the networks who did this. The networks who primarily carry some of these games. So CBS, Fox, ESPN, they all had their days. Well, there came one announcement, and... Boy, I'm I'm ashamed of myself because never really checked to see if it was attributed to one of the major networks, and it was not. But it was universally thought. Chiefs are going down to Houston, Texas, and they'll open up against the uh, Houston Texans, who are not among the strongest teams. And the reason the NFL is going to do this is because the Chiefs do have a very difficult game four days later against the Los Angeles Chargers. It's, It's gospel. It's right there, except that it wasn't verified, and that is not who the Chiefs are opening with, and it really frosted my fat behind because (laughs) I I fell victim, along with a lot of others, to what's erroneous reporting. Clickbait. (laughs) Yeah, where where did the story pop up at? Where did it first come around? Well, it was on the Chiefs' uh, blog. You know, a lot of the the Chiefs have all these arrowhead attic is one of them. I can't remember some of the others, uh, but they're all 
they're all not associated with the team at all. They're all individuals who allegedly have the inner knowledge and right, all this. Right, right. Inner knowledge, my inner not <laughs> my head. <laughs> <laughs> but that really bothered me. But the, the schedule does come out. Uh, I think Kansas City faces a very tough schedule. A very, very tough schedule. You, of course, you have in as much as the very division in which they are playing is, yep. in my opinion, oh, yeah. as of now, the best in the NFL. NFL. Not just NFC, AFC, just the best overall. High-powered, great quarterbacks, a lot of offense, and Kansas City has to play those teams six times. That's going to be a, a major challenge for them. Plus, their non-conference, heck, you've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You have the world champion Los Angeles Rams coming into Kansas City to play. Mm -hmm. My goodness sake, you have any Buffalo Bills are yep. coming back to KC to play. That's, that's a pretty tough schedule, and you better be on your game. There are some prognosticators who have predicted the Chiefs to go 10-7. and 7. I, I just can't imagine it's going to be that. But I can see 11-6 and 6 and maybe another 12-5 and 5 year. But be that as it may... The rate of attrition with these clubs is the key factor for everybody, not just Kansas City. It's for everybody in the NFL. It's how you survive, how good your depth is. That's one thing I did like about Kansas City's draft because they drafted for depth and they needed to do that. So we'll see what happens. We're going to tee it up here in another couple months. We talk about this all the time on the show about breaking down the season into quarters. Let's, let's do that right out of the gate. The Chiefs start out with a very tough opponent. It's not the Houston Texans. It is the Arizona Cardinals, who were one of the better teams in the NFL until the end of the season when they just fell off the table. But that's going to be a tough start because Kyler Murray and those guys feel like they have something to prove. But they do not have their top receiver. That's He's right. sitting out a six-game suspension. So I think everything has equaled out. But you're playing them in Phoenix, Arizona, yeah. all these clubs. All these clubs are usually strongest at the start of the year because the injury factor hasn't played a role yet. Kyler Murray's a very tough quarterback to handle. Yep. The Chiefs' defense is a lot better. They do have pass rush uh, edge rushers, they're called now, but they do have those defensive ends. How they are able to defend against a team that is a very high-powered offensive ball club without their most high-powered receiver that, that remains to be seen, but that's going to be a very tough game. I would rate that right now as a toss-up. What do you think, Josh? I agree with Ned on this one. I mean, Arizona, like you said, they've got something to prove. Uh, they're gonna, Everybody's going to be healthy coming out of the gate. It, this is going to be a tough start for the Chiefs season. And I don't, I, I'm up in the air on who could win this game, too. I mean, it could go either way. I think it'll be a great game, I, but... We, hopefully what we'll get to see is all of this, the the draft picks and the work that the Chiefs organization has put in come to fruition right off the bat. If the offensive line is solid, if the defense shows up the way that they should with all this new talent, then the Chiefs will be able to handle uh, the Cardinals, I think. Short week for the Chiefs. They turn right around after playing on Sunday, Sunday afternoon, no less, and then they play the Chargers on a Thursday night game, and the Chargers, we say this every year, they're going to be there. They're going to compete. Yeah. 
and they kind of let everybody down. They're 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 kind of the the flavor of the month a lot of times. <laughs> but I don't think I don't think that's going to be the case this year. I think the Chargers are the real deal this season. Well, you got Herbert back. It's just a good team. It's yep. just a yeah. really good they're team good. that they have on paper. But I have to I have to think, Joe, that when they come into Kansas City, they're going to be loaded and ready. On a Thursday night, this is the first game on the new Amazon Thursday night. Now, the NFL opens the week before on a Thursday night, but that's on a major network, and that's Buffalo and Los Angeles, yeah. Bills and the Rams. This one is the first on this new Amazon network, which means that Al Michaels will be doing the play-by-play. Oh, interesting. So, and and I think he has, if I'm not mistaken, Kurt Herbstreet as his as Yeah, his I think that the, that's the setup they've gone with. And uh, I think Joe Buck is with, uh, I don't know who Joe Buck is. Is he with uh, no, Troy Aikman? To, no, yes, with Aikman. And Tariko is with... Um, uh, Collinsworth. Chris, Chris, Chris Collinsworth. Collinsworth. There's been there's been a lot of horse trading in the off season as far right. as announcers go. That's what we're talking about. Okay, week three, Colts. You don't know what you're going to get with the Colts. You're in Indianapolis, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. And that'll and they, be that's a tough that's a tough game. That's they, a very the, tough the, game. the Colts have probably the best running attack in the NFL. And they'll be running into a D-line that may be a little bit suspect in the middle of it. It isn't on the defensive ends, but that's what the Chiefs are doing. They're building their defense for pass uh, pass offenses, high-powered passing offense. In terms of rushing, that's what they're going to have to do is run up the middle. And if the Colts can get away with that, they'll be awfully, awfully tough to handle. Again, early in the season, in Indianapolis, in the Lucas Oil Stadium there, that's a tough game, but I do think Kansas City wins that one. I think the Colts still, they're, they're not sure who's going to be handing that ball off yet. Nope. They're, they're not, that's not something that's that's been figured out yet. What are your thoughts on those first two games? The uh, I, I guess the second and third games of the first quarter of the season, the Chargers and the Colts, Josh. Well, like we've been saying, this division, they're going to beat each other to death all season because they're all, all four of those teams are solid, good teams, great offenses. So that Chargers game, I'm glad it's at Arrowhead because I think that'll give the Chiefs the the upper hand there. Otherwise, I think that's a wash, too. Uh, They'll beat Indianapolis at Indianapolis. It'll be a tough game, but I think they'll be able to handle the run. I think they'll be able – because that's what their focus has been is let's make this defense the way that it needs to be so that our offense can unload and have these big plays and score these big things. So I think they'll handle Indianapolis, and, and you're right. I mean, I, I can't, who who's even in contention to be the quarterback at it for the Colts? I don't know. They I mean, no they, 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 they traded. They have anybody? Yeah, yeah they, they so. traded Carson Wentz, and so uh, where's he at now? Where did he land? He is with oh, the Washington Commanders. Yeah, he's with the oh, Commanders. That's right. Now. He ended up in Washington. Okay, game four in the schedule. That is a uh, another tough one, and it's one that people have already been talking about because it's the Buccaneers. And so it's a rematch of Super Bowl two years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know a lot of people are thinking, have already got this game marked on their calendar. What are your thoughts? I mean, I, I, I'm i going to mark this down in the Chiefs column because I think the Buccaneers are I'm on not. the tooth. I'm not? not. No, I'm going to. This is a Sunday night game. It's in Tampa. And I'm going to I'm going to have to put this one in the Buccaneers column with Brady coming back. Hey, this team, this seems pretty doggone good, guys. I, with Brady, when he went out, oh, everybody relegated them to last place. I wouldn't know. Now, they might not be of championship caliber, but when you have one of the 
one of the greats of the game, even though he, let's see, will he have turned 45 by then? He may have, but over and above all that, he's still Tom Brady. He knows what's going on. If the Chiefs can put a lot of pressure on him and maybe make him very uncomfortable, hey, things might be different. But right now, and this is, what, five months away, six months away, whatever we yeah. are, uh, yeah, I would I would put it in the Tampa Bay column. Really? See, I just, I think Tampa Bay, a little too old right now. That's Keep in that, mind, Joe, this is only game number four. Yes, but, and they're not a, typically Tom Brady teams are not fast starters. They kind of find their way as the season goes along. And then when you need to watch out for, for any team that Tom Brady is the quarterback of, it's typically later in the season as he's getting his rhythm and the team seems to be kind of gelling together. You remember the year they won the Super Bowl? Yeah. They didn't start out to be anything that special, but man, they when they came on late in the season, they were a really good team. So what's your prediction? First four games of the season, what's the record coming out of that? Well, we had the first two games, and Josh and I are in agreement on this one. The first two were washes. It could go either way, so we'll put that as zero and zero. I do think... <laughs> I do it's not think, a pick. As, so as it turns out with the next two, I'm giving it one and one. I, I think the Chiefs beat the Colts, but I don't think they beat the Bucks. What Would you be surprised if the Chiefs came out of the first four games of the season, one and three? No. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Ned. One and three... Well, they came out something like that last year, didn't they? I don't think it was. Yeah, they, sure. Yeah, they were one and three because they rallied to make it three three when they were yeah. finally getting well. Right. <clears throat> would it surprise me? No, would not. All right. So that's our that's our first quarter of the season that we have marked down. You're listening to Ned Talk on Morning Four Point Seven The Cave. We're talking about the Chiefs' schedule, and when we come back, we'll talk about the second quarter of the season. It's Chiefs Radio Network One Hundred Four Point Seven The Cave. Ned Talk. You're listening to Ned Talk on 104.7 The Cave, part of the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. Back to Ned Talk on 104.7 The Cave, a proud member of the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. I want to remind everybody there is a severe thunderstorm warning in effect right now for Stone and Taney County. Christian County as well, that runs to 1237. One for Webster County that runs till 1258. Be careful. Keep an eye on your surroundings. Do what you need to do to protect yourself. We're talking about the Chiefs. Their schedule was released this week, and it's a it's a tough one. If it's not the toughest, it's got to be in the top five. And we're breaking down the season by quarters. We talked that they put, could possibly go one and three. In that first quarter, I could see them going 3-1 or even 4-0. Any number of things could happen. It's a game. You don't know what's going to happen. But let's go to the second quarter. And they start right off with their hated rival, the Raiders. And that will be a Monday night game on ESPN. Raiders will be better this season. Of course, they've got a receiver for Derek Carr to throw to now, Devontae Adams. But they do not have Jerry Judy. No. Who's one of their one of their top players? He's another one who I, I, I must admit to you guys, I do not understand the mindset of some of these individuals. What gives them the right to, you know, go out and speed and do all these sorts of things and drive 
in under uh, under circumstances that are not good, and then drive at high speeds and get in accidents. Well, Jerry Judy is now out, and no telling how long that's going to be. But I notice that's also a domestic assault case. But his girlfriend has gone to the the legal authorities and said, I don't want to press any charges. You know, that's still a very broken culture in uh, in Las Vegas. Their president resigned this last week or was fired this last week, I guess I should say is the appropriate term, because he had reported to the NFL that there was a um, a combative, hostile work environment at Las Vegas, and they found out about it, and uh, they let him go. So the uproar that started last year with John Gruden and some of the other things that happened around that team are still in place. I don't know how they can function with the, all the chaos that they go through all the time. <laughs> well, maybe they can't. Maybe that's just it. Remember now, toward the end of the year last year, they weren't playing very well at all. Yeah, they were still in the hunt, but you have to have you have to have an altogether all-encompassing franchise that makes your teams, and you'll hear a lot of teams talk about this. We're all together, everybody, and the front office included. I mean, front office is the big deal. And if that's not the case and you do get what's termed as uh, an atmosphere of oh, disruption or whatever the case might be, it does, it does affect your team. With the Rangers coming in on Monday night, Joe, uh, yeah, they do have a high-powered offense. That's true. It's partially compromised as we speak on this day, yeah. on May the 15th. It may not be by then, but over and above all that. That's a Monday night game in Kansas City. I can't see the Chiefs losing that one. Cannot see it. They have a new coach this year, too. Um, John Gruden's replacement is, uh, it, who is this? It's uh, the guy from, from from New England, isn't it? Is he the guy that took over there? You know what? I don't know. No, we don't know. We don't know. If you know the answer to that question, well, you we'll can just look you, it up. You here. can mail it to us. We're, <laughs> we're, trying, we're trying to figure it out. I think it's the offensive coordinator from New England who took a job with somebody a few years back and then before the season even started. Oh, that's McDaniel. McDaniel. Josh McDaniel. Yeah, I think yeah. he's is that who it is? I think he's the Raiders coach this year. Pretty sure. I don't know. Well, we'll just look it up. Just here. keep that to yourself. Anyway, <laughs> Josh, what do you think about the Raiders and the Chiefs that being a Monday night game and that happening on October 10th? Always a great rivalry. Some of the best games I've seen live have been Raider and Chief games. Uh, I think the Chiefs will handle it. I think they'll take care of it. Because the, the Raiders are still in disarray. There's still so many distracting factors going on at that organization that there's no way that they're solely focused on football. So that's an advantage the Chiefs will have for sure. Ned was the uh, looked it up for us. He's the tech savvy of the it, group it, of us. Oh yeah, I, mean, I, really, I really. You guys are at a complete disadvantage because I know all the buttons to push. Yes, it, is, it is Josh McDaniel. Josh McDaniel, yes, the a former offensive coordinator under the homeless guy that uh, coaches New England Patriots. Right. Well, wasn't Josh McDaniel with the Raiders? Or I mean, not excuse me, the Broncos for a while. I think so. Yeah, he yeah. was their head coach for a while too, wasn't he? He's been, I, he guy's been around. He yeah. took a job, and then before this, it, it like took a job, and the next couple of days he resigned the job and went back to New England. It okay. was a deal with Josh McDaniel. So okay, I don't know Chiefs. that I he's, don't know that he's been a head coach before. Not a head coach, but uh, yeah, yeah, he's been around. He's been with New England for a, a long time. So it'll be okay. interesting to see what he does, bringing the the Patriots philosophy to Las Vegas. Right. <laughs> when you're talking about, you know, the, a team that's rock steady, 
Yeah, the, the New England Patriots. Yeah. And then you look, he's going to a team that's... Total chaos. Total chaos. Okay. In the city of total chaos. So this is one that's... I I don't know if it can be flexed or not. October 16th. No, they Bills, can't. That's too soon. That's Bills and the Chiefs. And they can, I'm fairly sure now. I'm out of the loop. I'm not in that TV game anymore. But I don't think the flexing takes place until the middle to latter part of November. Uh, Bills Chiefs games in Kansas City. What time do they have it scheduled for? Three twenty-five. Yeah, okay. That's it'll be. You remember the game last year? Oh, I, can, I can't remember that game. No, mm. of course not. <laughs> uh, I, I can foresee a very similar style game coming up. But uh, Buffalo, I'll tell you, they're they're awfully tough to handle. Again, we're talking about it on May fifteenth. There's no telling what kind of condition they're going to be in by then. But playing in Kansas City late on a Sunday afternoon, I'd give the Chiefs a nod. I, you know, I that one has got to be mark that down on your calendar and watch that game or watch the last minute and a half of it. <laughs> right? They score, was it was it fourteen points in the final? A minute and a half or something it was, like it was that. crazy. It was, the, it was probably the best football game I've ever seen. The National Weather Service has issued a severe thunderstorm warning for Christian and Taney County. It begins right now, and it runs till 1.55 p.m., so just be aware of that today. We continue talking about the Chiefs' schedule. What do you think about that? The Bills Chiefs game, the rematch. I, I, the, the Bills, to me, are, the, are what the Chiefs were... A couple of years ago. Yeah. I don't think they have the same firepower. No, but they don't, but they are solid. They're solid on both sides of the ball. Their quarterback is amazing. That game, I feel like, is going to be really tough for the Chiefs to win. I think they can win it, but I right now I would, say, I would give the advantage to Buffalo, even though it's in Kansas City. The following week, they take on the 49ers, and the 49ers are a team that's been, when Jimmy Garofalo got traded to them, they look like they could possibly be starting a dynastic run, but they've had a lot of disruptions around that team. I think they may be going into the season with the new coach, if I'm not mistaken there, possibly. And, you know, that's a game, again, we say this often, not sure what you're going to get. That game in San Francisco? Yeah, it's at San Francisco. Let me see. I'm pretty sure it is, yes. And it is not, It's uh, other than being on a Sunday, it's not a featured game as far it's as... It's at uh, San Francisco. What yeah. time is it? It's an after. 325. I really think the Chiefs can handle that one. They're, they're a better team right now as we speak than the 49ers are. 49ers are getting better. They've had their their down moments, but they're, uh, they're still not at Kansas City's level. That, I would give the nod to the Chiefs in this one. What do you think about 49ers-Chiefs? I would pick the Chiefs as well. I think uh, the 49ers are going to be one of those teams that are going to be really good. They're going to look really good one week and really bad the next week because they're still in that rebuilding phase. But I think the Chiefs will handle them. Tennessee Titans, that is a Sunday night game that happens on November. We're talking about November 6th. Yeah. (laughs) We're talking about November. We're in May. (laughs) <laughs> We're talking about November. November. Will any of us be sitting here in November? Who knows? Well, it probably, what time is that game scheduled for? That is a Sunday night game, 720 okay, on we NBC. We won't be sitting here then because we'll be at, what, 530, 5 o'clock? Yeah, something like that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's still Ryan Taneyhill they have at QB. And that, that game's at Arrowhead? 
Uh, yes, it is at Arrowhead. No, uh, the, Tennessee is not in the ballpark with Kansas City to beat nope. them in Kansas City. Uh, I would think that with what they have coming in, Tennessee is not going to be able to stay with the Chiefs. Sunday night game in Kansas City, no. That's a big check mark for the Chiefs. Okay, so your prediction on the second quarter of the season, Raiders, Bills, 49ers, Titans. I'm going to go that they're going to go 3-1. and 3-1 one. and one is what I picked, too. I'm going to say 2-2. Two and two. Really, who are they going to lose to? Oh, wait, maybe I'm thinking three and one. They're going to lose to <laughs> Buffalo. So we all have them losing to Buffalo. Three and one, yeah. We all pretty much have them losing to Buffalo. We are doing Ned Talk. We're talking about sports right now. When we come back, we'll talk about the third and fourth quarters of the season. We're going to try to slide in some time to talk about the multiple baseballs in baseball this year. So hang out with us and listen to us talk about sports. <laughs> You're listening to Ned Talk on 104.7 The Cave, part of the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. Back to Ned Talk on 104.7 The Cave, a proud member of the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. Severe thunderstorm warnings going on right now. Another three minutes in Stony, Stony, Stone Taney. <laughs> And Christian counties. Now, actually, they've changed that to 1.30 now. And then the one in Webster County goes to just about 1 o'clock. So be aware if you're in those areas. Seems to be moving around Springfield right now, which is kind of weird weather-wise. But that's what it's doing. We are not being called out for a thunderstorm warning in Springfield right now. But that could change at any time. We're not talking about weather. We're talking about sports. We're talking about the Chiefs' schedule. We're going through the season by quarters because that's how we look at the season. And we're in the third quarter of the season. They play the Jaguars, the Chargers again, the world champion Los Angeles Rams, and the Cincinnati Bengals. They get the world champion Rams one week. They get the AFC (laughs) champions the next week. And the runner-up to world champs. Yeah. So Jaguars, Chargers, Rams, Bengals. What do you see? What do you see through this set, Ned? Jacksonville certainly a win, no question about that. It, look at there on this game. Is game in Jacksonville? No, I know it's in, it's in KC. No, that's 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 an, a win for KC and maybe an easy win for. That's him. a kiss of death right there. Mike is <laughs> Mike is screaming if he's listening at home shut right now. Shut up, Reynolds. Shut up. Yeah, I okay. what What's the next one after Jacksonville? Chargers again. Out in L.A., oh boy, the way you view these things now, seven months before the game's being played, uh, I would say that's a little less than a toss-up and more of a nod toward the Chargers. Playing at home like they remember the Chargers out there against the Chiefs last year gave them a really tough time. Kansas City didn't get the win, but over and above that, I think this will be an awfully tough game for them. This is a different Chargers team. What do you think, Josh? Well, I I agree that the Jacksonville game is gonna should be should be an easy win. You never know, but Jacksonville is not good, and they're not gonna be good this year either. That Chargers game is tough. I would almost say the Chargers could easily win that one. Let's talk about these last two games in this third quarter. Bengals Rams. Well, you have the two Super Bowl contenders back to back. Uh, the Cincinnati game's in Cincinnati, if I'm not mistaken. It is. That is correct. And the Rams game is in KC. 
And that Rams game is not one of the feature games, I don't believe. I think that's a late Sunday afternoon. It is late Sunday afternoon game. Let me point this out, too. There's a stretch in the schedule here where the Chiefs will play four out of five games on the road, starting with the Chargers, then they play the Rams at home, then Bengals, Broncos, Texans, all on the road. Whoa. Yeah. The Bengals are going to be very, very tough to beat in Cincinnati. The Rams in Kansas City. Folks, I don't care who you are. Going into KC with the loud, one of the loudest, if not the loudest crowds in football, and everybody pumped and ready. And again, we're assuming everything is equal now, and everybody's in the hunt. That may not be the case. But over and above all that, everything being equal, I think Kansas City edges out the world champions for the reason of playing at home, the reason they are the Chiefs, the reason they have something to prove. I like Kansas City to win that one. But going to Cincinnati the following week after having been emotionally ready for the Rams, different story. Even though the Bengals beat them in Kansas City last year, I can see the Chiefs trying to go there but having, having some difficulty, and the Bengals are very capable of giving them a, a tough time. Houston, no problem. Chiefs win down there. What do you think? I think the, the Rams game, if the Rams are the same Rams that they were last year, the Chiefs will not beat them. I think they will. I think the Chiefs would have beaten them in the Super Bowl. You think? I do. Okay. I do. I think if the Chiefs had played the second half of that game at all against Cincinnati and made it into the Super Bowl, they would have been world champions again this year. I don't know. I think the the Rams looked so solid last year that I don't. If they're that same team, I don't think very many people are going to be. I'm them. going to debate uh, Mr. Weston on this grounds. Keep in mind that Super Bowl game was on the Rams' home field. So was the Tampa Bay game the year before on the Rams' home uh, on the Tampa Bay home field. I don't care what anybody tells you. In football, that does make a difference, especially when you're at a championship level. I think the Rams look so shaky at the beginning of that Super Bowl that the Chiefs would have eaten them alive. <laughs> but Very possibly. The key, but, you know, the key is, the, the, you know, the Chiefs' two big losses at the end of the year, both to Cincinnati. Yeah. And they did not play a full game. They, they took the second half off both those games mm-hmm. and just – let down, I think, and beat since he looked going into the second half of both those games overwhelmed. I don't think the Chiefs will do that this year. I think that's going to be a point with them that we can't do that this season. Well, so only- I'm, I'm going to give them a win against. I'm going to give them a win against both those teams. That's my thought. Well, I'm giving them a win against the Rams. But that's but- a tough part of the schedule because oh, just yeah. like what you were talking about, Ned, they're going to have to be up for the Rams, and then it's hard. No matter what you are to be up just that amount of time. And away from home. And away from home against a good team late in the season. A team that will very likely be in contention. A team that is boosted by the fact that they won against Kansas City in Kansas City. I, Mm -hmm. I just think the odds are stacked. But again, we're talking about a year later. And you don't know what's going to happen. But playing at home, I think Cincinnati is going to be awfully tough to beat. Not Houston, however. I see the Chiefs beating them. So what do you think of that's that segment of the schedule? Jaguars, Chargers, Rams, Bengals. Three one, and one. Three and one. What do you think, Josh? Two and two. Okay. All right. Now the last part uh, of the wait, schedule. Wait, 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 wait. What did you pick them? 
I'm going to pick them to go. Uh, I, I think I agree with Josh, two and two. That they, I don't think home field advantage is that big a deal for the Chargers because they don't have that many fans in L.A. That, and that's just a fact. Right. Not, I'm not slamming the Chargers. It's just they have not really built a home base there yet. So, But I think the Chargers will get at least one win this season from the Chiefs. I think they'll beat the Jaguars, the Rams, and the Bengals. Yeah, I three and one. Three and one is what I think they're going to go. Okay, final stretch of the season. Broncos, Texans, Seahawks, Broncos again, and the Raiders. We've got five games in this quarter. Uh, Ned, what do you think? You got the Broncos twice. You got Seattle, which I just, and the Texans, I think both those are wins. Well, the, the, I I decry this piece of scheduling because you shouldn't have two division uh, rivals this close It seems like they always do, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it seems like every year it turns out to be this way. Well, Kansas City will beat Denver in Kansas City, and I think they beat Denver in Denver as well. You remember last year's game wasn't decided until that fumble was picked up and, Mm -hmm. and run back all the way by Bolton. But, Fact of the matter remains, I think the Chiefs are probably, Russell Wilson will be tough now, they, but I don't think Denver's man for man going to be able to stay with the Chiefs. So I'm giving Kansas City two wins there, and I can see the Chiefs going out to Seattle and knocking off, especially if Drew Locke is the quarterback. Uh, I wouldn't, I, I think Chiefs get three wins out of that. The fourth game, is, is that included in your uh, well, formulary? The, fi- the five games, the two against the Broncos, mm-hmm. a Texans game, Seahawks, and the Raiders oh, you, again. Oh, you included the, the uh, Seahawks, or the uh, Texans in this one. Okay, Seahawks is a win, giving them that. Las Vegas in the final game of the season. At, L- at Las Vegas. In Las Vegas. Depends on what's going on. What's if, on the line, yeah. If the Chiefs yeah. have already clinched a playoff berth, then they'll play the backup players. And the same holds true with the Raiders. If they're into the playoffs, they play the backup Raiders. So this one goes down as a wash right now. I don't what, think you can pick it. What do you think, Josh? Well, <clears throat> here's what I'm going to say. It It's obvious that the predictors of the NFL want a close race at the end. That's why they heavy-packed Denver and that Raider game as being the last one of the season. So, obviously, they're going to say that the Chargers are not in contention this year. So, uh, those are going to be tough games. I think the Chiefs, if they're in contention, they're going to go 5-0 and in the last quarter. I agree with you on that because, uh, uh, no offense to my our, our Denver reporter, Kevin Beatty, I, I just don't think that just adding Russell Wilson to that team helps that team that much. And Russell Wilson's really going to be in the same situation he was in in Seattle. He was going to be running for his life (laughs) all season long. Texans, yeah, you don't know what you're going to get there, but I'm pretty sure that they're not going to be great this season. Seahawks, I don't think they're going to be that good this season. And the Raiders, yeah. You know, that's a toss-up game, but if you're going to do a toss-up, I, I have to lean towards the Chiefs and all the way those I games. Too, right? And all those toss-up games, I just have to say the Chiefs are going to yeah. find a way to win those games. I feel like that game will determine the conference or the division champion. I think it will come down to the Raiders and the Chiefs, and that's the game that will decide who is the, the champion. Well, that. our prognostication has a lot of... Of losses on the schedule, but yeah. I think that there's a possibility that that division you could see not. I, I think there's a possibility in that division, the AFC West, that you could see a team win that division with a nine and an eight record, or maybe even a a, a record worse than that because they're just going to beat on 
beat right. up when on each other all season. It, the whole mathematic breakdown of this, the winning team may not really have a winning record within division because everybody plays each other twice. The Chiefs will have six games against really tough opponents, and every other team in that division will have the six games as well. So you're going to run into a circumstance in which you have high-powered games, more than likely high-scoring games, uh, from some very good teams. There is, there is no way that this is no, – no team is going to dominate. Let's put it that way. Kansas City has dominated this division. It is not going to happen this year. No. I've got you down as going 3-1 and one in the first quarter. And then in the second quarter, you have picked them going, looks like three and one, so six and two. And then in the third quarter, I think you had them at two and two. Mm-hmm. So that makes them eight and three. And then in the final quarter, I think you're looking at yeah, them it going would be eight and four, wouldn't it? Eight and four. And then in the final quarter, it looks like you've got them going with one win and and with four wins and one loss. So that's a, that's a pretty good season that you've got them down I there do, for. I do, but again, there's so... There's so many variables. Yeah, it's hard can. to predict these things, but yep. it's it's fun to just talk that, about it. That's what you ready. said, 12 and 5. 12 and 5. I said 12 and 5 or 11 and 6 is where I see them. And yes, Joe, you just hit it. This is talk radio. It is, yeah. <laughs> something to talk about. I, I, I think I've got to go 10 and 7 on the season, but I think they'll still... I think that's going to be good enough for them to get into the playoffs, and I think that that's possibly good enough for them to win the AFC West. And I don't think that if I, – I think they're going to a playoff team, period. I think if they don't win the AFC West, that does not mean that they're not a Super Bowl contender. It's just that division is so tough this season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like we keep saying, all of those teams are are significantly better than they've been the last few years, so it's going to make it that much more competitive – for the Chiefs, and that could be a good thing. I mean, I think, I feel like part of the Chiefs' issue offensively is they get a lead and then they sit on their laurels and then they end up losing that lead because their defense couldn't help hold it. So hopefully what they address this year with the defense takes care of that problem, and then there's no reason for them to ever take their foot off the gas unless they're up by 30. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit about baseball as we wrap up Ned Talk. You're listening to Ned Talk on 104.7 The Cave, part of the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. Back to Ned Talk on 104.7 The Cave. A proud member of the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. We're watching the USFL today. I didn't know it was still on. Just accidentally found it, and here we are. We're watching a little bit. Just got me in the mood to watch a little football while we were talking about the Chiefs' schedule. There is a thunderstorm warning out for most of southwest Missouri and northwest Arkansas, so be careful about that while you're out and about today. Be aware of your surroundings, and uh, as Ned likes to point out, this is not a weather show, but I would like to point out that all of us are wearing pants today. So that's a good thing. <laughs> so let's talk about baseball. Um, we're about at the quarter point of the season. And the traditional teams, a lot of the traditional powerhouses are at the top of the league. But the story that's come to mind recently for me, and I heard you talk about it again with Mike, 
during your morning news updates at 72820 that there being multiple baseballs used this season. I'm not talking in terms of people out there going, well, of course, dummy, they used multiple baseballs, but different types of baseball. And what's the story you've heard on this? Well, they've been a little slippery and they're slippery or more uh, slippery than usual because they're not wound quite as tight. Well, I think the reasoning behind that is that the gist of the interviews that Major League Baseball did with the constituency, a.k.a. the fans and the upper echelon of Major League Baseball, is that there's too much offense, too many home runs. And as a result, we want to cut down on the home runs. So instead of making the baseball tighter, wound tighter and flying farther, what they've done is loosened it a little bit. That also affects the pitchers because I think what the New York Mets in the month of April had... I think 20, if I'm not mistaken, 20 batters hit. And it's because the ball was affected in such a way that they couldn't they couldn't grip it. Mm. I think it all stems from the fact that they wanted, they being Major League Baseball, which is constantly tinkering with the game, and it really angers me no end. And I think John Oliver would agree with me on this. The fact oh, that John they, agrees with you on everything. So, <laughs> Well, they've loosened that cover. Now, you can't notice it. But it is to pitchers there. The, the ball is a little bit more slippery. And shots that have been heretofore leaving the ballpark are dying on the warning track now. So you really have to clobber the ball to get it out of there. And every Major League Baseball team, all 30 of them have humidors on their, in their campus, in their locker rooms now, so to speak. And uh, that's changing the, changing the trajectory of the baseball uh, in warmer situations, that humidor is going to help. The ball is going to bounce a little further. But it's going to be a little bit more restricted. And yet in, in colder climes of, some, of, of a certain level, since all humidors are equal in this case, the ball, which normally wouldn't be going far, is going to... It, it's all designed to make the distances all equal in, in the ballparks. And I think as a result, you're seeing ball games that are a little bit different. Do you? I mean, I a lot of the games I've seen this season, and but again, it's you know you are you're watching highlights on ESPN, and you're all you're seeing are the home runs. I'm seeing a lot of home runs this year. There, there's, there's, it hasn't completely eliminated that from the offense, but it has taken away from the numbers of home runs that are being hit in games. I think you're going to see when things all boil down that it's a lesser number than it has been. Two, three, and four for the Yankees, I think, right now have 33 home runs on the season between the three of them. When Big Luke Voigt isn't one of them because he's not a Yankee. No, no. I mean, uh, Rizzo and uh, and Judge and Stanton. So, but I, it seems like the ball, to me, is still flying around the ballpark. But I think part of that, too, is I don't know if you've noticed this, but with the, the lack of the ability to add some tackiness to the fingers of pitchers and the looser baseball pitching just looks terrible (laughs) it hasn't been quite as good and that may not be a bad thing because pitching hey we were seeing games here the last number of years covid era not included in which it's either a home run or a strikeout yes i'm oversimplifying that Mm -hmm. quite a bit but that is really the idea and the mindset that a lot of people developed they're going to hit the ball out of the ballpark or go down swinging and we saw a great number of strikeouts well, by just tinkering a little bit with the, the cover and because of that tinkering, making it a little bit slippery, that uh, in that affects the pitcher and it affects the strikeout ratio. Is there anything that you've seen in the first part of the season that has got you, well, it puts you in a good frame of mind? Yeah, the fact that they're, uh, 
and I can't say they, but there are a number of teams that are playing a little bit more small ball now. Stolen bases, the Cardinals. Heck, they're they're running the bases. Good. At record-breaking, uh, well, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm, that's a little hyperbole, but they're doing it a little bit more than they had been in the past, and that I love because that's all part of the game. And other teams have done this as well. A little bit more of the sacrifice. I still do not like the runner on second base in extra innings, but it's there. It's part of the game. So, hey, you use it to your, your full advantage. It, that's the part of the game that I do like. I do like that return, at least in some cases, to small ball. I would love them to just go ahead and say shift is done. That's the part of the game. Not that until just, next year. Yeah, I know. But I just wish that they would just go ahead and be done with it because it just, oh, it's just so terrible. It's, I think it's probably it and sabermetrics are the two number one downfalls for baseball yeah, right now. Sabermetrics certainly has to figure into it. Whoever heard of launch angles before? I'm going to debate for you just a split second. This is a philosophical debate. All right? Okay. Doesn't mean I don't like you, Joe, or anything like no, that. No, no, no. I do. Uh, the shift, yes, the shift has, has brought about a major change in the game. There is nothing illegal about the shift. It is part of strategy, and it forces batters to do things that are different and, and make the game a little bit more exciting. I, I decry when circumstances exist in which there is no rule is suddenly made a rule, and that's to take away a level of the game that somebody has perfected. That, that bothers me. I, uh, I think where I disagree with you, add on this, is it's a... It's lawyer ball, I think, is the, is the term to describe <laughs> it. The intent of baseball was to have two players on each side of the field as far as the infield goes. And I think that this is having to be legislated because it, somebody's figured out a way around all of this. And it's not the intention of the way the game was originally created to be played and to overcome those things because if somebody's smart enough to come up with a defense or an offense against this well, i i agree with you wholeheartedly because i as everybody knows that listens to the show i am a yankees fan and i spent five years watching mark Teixeira hit into the shift <laughs> and i thought if you just would bunt just bunt or try to go the opposite way then they can't play the shift on you anymore. How about another one who wore the red and white of the St. Louis Cardinals named Matt Carpenter? Yeah. Couldn't do it. Just, well, I mean, I don't think it's couldn't. I think the guys refused. Wouldn't. wouldn't. Refused to do it. I'm going to hit it over the shift. And you know how hard it is to hit it over the shift? When you have to hit a very specific line drive to be able to get it through the everybody shift. Everybody in the world is playing into that. Come on, man. Yeah, so, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm ready for the shift to be gone. I just want to see it out of baseball because I think it's, I think it's harmed the game. So, I, I, I love you, Ned. But there is I, a, there's a Hall of Famer from way back in the early part of the 20th century named Wee Willie Keeler. Yep. And Wee Willie Keeler's philosophy was... You hit them where, where they, they ain't. ain't. Exactly. <laughs> nice. Well, good show, Ned. I'll see you guys next Sunday. We'll talk about uh, more baseball. We'll talk about some other stuff that's come up between now and then. I'm sure it'll be an exciting week in sports. I want to highly recommend that everybody listen to Ned and Mike. 
72820 each weekday morning right here on 104.7 The Cave and Ned throughout the day on his sports updates. I'll see you next Sunday. Yes, sir. Josh, have a great week. You too, Joe. Hopefully those other guys will show up and decide that they're going to be here occasionally. <laughs> I want to say thanks to Nick Fury, Mike the Intern, Brian Tyndall, and Corbin Campbell. Listen online as our podcast, Ned Talk, hits the airwaves in a few minutes.